This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillahi ta'ala, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu falamudillalahu wa man yudlil falahadiyalah. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالًا كثيرًا ونساءً واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة the last verse of the Qur'an to be revealed was the 281st verse of Surah Al-Baqarah according to Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhumah he said akhiru ma nazala min al-Qur'an the last verse to be revealed to our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was a statement of Allah azza wa jal wattaqu yawman turja'una fihi ila Allah ثُمَّ تُوَفَّى كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَا كَسَبَتْ وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ And fear the day upon which you will return to Allah. And then each and every single soul will be paid in full what they earned in this world. And no one will be wronged or oppressed. I don't think that there's anyone here sitting in this masjid today listening to this khutbah. Except that if I was to ask them what was the first verse of the Qur'an to be revealed. What was the story behind that first verse? What was the incident that took place on the mountain of Hira? they would be familiar and aware of that situation. They would know the story. They would be familiar with the incident and the narration of the revelation of Iqra. But just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began the Qur'an with a verse and a command to seek knowledge, to learn, to learn about Allah, to learn about the halal and the haram, to learn about the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then likewise Allah azza wa jal completed the Qur'an and finished its revelation with another command. And that's a command that most of us aren't so familiar with aren't so aware of, aren't so cognizant of. And that is that Allah Azza wa commanded each and every single one of us to fear, to be aware, to prepare and be ready for the day upon which we stand before Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. That awareness, that preparation for the Muslim should be a daily activity. Each and every single day we wake up, and not just once a day, but multiple times a day. It should come across our mind, it should be within our thinking. That sooner or later, perhaps today, even tomorrow, we're going to leave this world. And the preparation that we put in for that day, that is the distinguishing factor between the believers and the disbelievers on the day of judgment. The difference between salvation and damnation, success and failure on Yom Al-Qiyamah, are those people who either prepared for that standing before Allah, or they were completely heedless of it. And it is from the traps of shaitan, because of how busy our life is, 
how busy our existence in this dunya becomes, how distracted we become with all of the other things that we have to focus on, and some of them are duties and responsibilities that we have that also have an Islamic bearing. But sometimes when we're performing those duties and responsibilities, we perform them in such a way that we divorce from it the Islamic concept. We divorce from it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I'm a father, or there's a mother, or you're a son, or you're a brother, or you're a husband, or you're whatever you are in your life, that situation that you're in, you're doing duties that you're performing, and inshallah ta'ala you're being rewarded for them. But are you conscious as you're performing those deeds and those actions that I'm preparing for Yawm Al-Qiyamah? Because the person who stands up and wakes up each and every single morning, and they have in their mind that I have to prepare for Yawm Al-Qiyamah, that no matter what else happens on this day, good or bad, ease or hardship, I have to prepare for the standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person is going to approach that day in a very different way to the person who's completely neglectful of that fact. And that is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the sunnah in a number of ahadith told us constantly that we should be reminding ourselves of the fact that we will stand before Allah azza wa jal. Remember death. Remember the akhirah. Remember Hawfa and Paradise, all of those different narrations and their meanings that we have in the Sunnah. So that we're conscious of that fact, the last command that Allah Azza wa Jal gave. In the narration, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhum has said that between the revelation of that verse in Baqarah and between the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a month. Others from amongst the scholars of the Tabi'een said six, seven, eight, nine nights before the revela- between the revelation of that verse and the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fear the day upon which you will stand before your Lord. Because if you were to remember Yawm Al-Qiyamah, and not only remember it, but prepare for it, because that's what taqwa is. It's not just to be conscious, not just to remember, not just to be aware, but to actively prepare each and every single day. By doing that which Allah commanded, staying away from that which Allah prohibited. Every day you prepare for that day when you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if you were to read the verses of the Qur'an that speak about Yawm Al-Qiyamah, and the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that are numerous that speak about Yawm Al-Qiyamah, you would realize that each and every single one of those events, every single thing that happens from the moment the hour strikes until the very end when the people of the fire were going to the fire and the people of paradise in the paradise for eternity, you will know that each one of those events in itself is something which is terrifying. Let alone all of it together. Let alone the fact that each and every single one of us will have to stand on that day, as Allah Azza wa Jal says, في يوم كان مقداره خمسين ألف سنة. On a day, its length is 50,000 years. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us how it starts in the Quran. يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم إن زلزلة الساعة شيء عظيم. O mankind, fear your Lord, for indeed the terror, the striking of the hour, is something which is extremely great. يَوْمَ تَرَوْنَهَا تَذْهَلُ كُلُّ مُرْضِعَةٍ عَمَّا أَرْضَعَتْ On the day that you will see, that you will witness it, the nursing mother will neglect her baby. وَتَضَعُ كُلُّ ذَاتِ حَمْلٍ حَمْلَهَا And every pregnant female will miscarry. وَتَرَى النَّاسَ سُكَارًا وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارًا And you will see the people as if they are drunk, but they're not drunk. وَلَكِنَّ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ شَدِيدٌ But the punishment of Allah is severe on that day. And that's why the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, because of their proximity to the revelation of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, because of their understanding of these concepts that you have to constantly be aware of them and remind yourself of them, they understood the importance of remembering things like this. Because it sets your direction for that day. 
it kind of puts into place what is important and what isn't important. And certain things will come across your path that day, but when you remember that you have a greater goal and a greater objective in this life, and that Allah didn't put you here so that you can buy a house or buy a car or anything else, the greatest reason that Allah created you for was His worship. That in itself, that mindset helps you to navigate through the challenges of life. Aisha radiallahu anha was collected in the Sunan of Abi Dawood. She said that I was once remem- remembering the fire. So I began to cry. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw me and he said, وَمَا يُبْكِيكَ What makes you cry, O Aisha? And Aisha said, O Messenger of Allah, ذَكَرْتُ النَّارَ فَبَكِيتَ I remember the fire, so I began to cry. فَهَلْ تَنْفَعُونَ أَهْلِكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَوْ فَهَلْ تَذْكُرُونَ أَهْلِكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ So Messenger of Allah, will you remember your family on the Day of Judgment? Now we know from the Sunnah, that there was no one more beloved to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam than Aisha radiallahu anha. She had an amazingly close place to the heart of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. She's saying, O oh, Messenger of Allah, will you remember your family on the Day of Judgment? The Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wasallam, أَمَّا فِي ثَلَاثَةِ مَوَاطٍ فَلَا يَذْكُرُ أَحَدٌ أَحَدًا As for three stages, three times, three places on the Day of Judgment, no one will remember anyone else. No one will remember another person. The first of those stages is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts down the mizan, the mizan, the scales on the day of judgment. And if you were to go into the books of the sunnah and to look at each one of those stages, whether it's the placing of the mizan, the scales, or whether it's the giving of the book, the record of deeds, or whatever it may be on the day of judgment, each one of those in and of itself is a terrifying event. Because in another hadith, the hadith of Salman al-Farisi radiallahu an, in what's collected in the mustadrak of Imam al-Hakim, the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-mizana yawm al-qiyamah. The scales of justice, Allah azza wa will place them on the day of judgment. فَلَوْ وُزِنَتْ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَوَسَعَتْ And if you were to place all of the heavens and the earth within those scales, it would be enough. Meaning that that scale is greater than the heavens and the earth. In its sheer size and scale. And that's just one thing. وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُظْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيَا Allah says that we will place the scales of justice on the day of judgment. And not a single person will be oppressed. When كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا Even if it is a mustard seed that you have performed of good or evil, we will bring it forth. وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِبِينَ And sufficient is Allah is one who holds to, in, in, as one who holds to account. In the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, the Prophet ﷺ said those three stages, no one will remember one another. The first is when the mizan is put down, the scales of justice on that day, until a person knows whether the scale will be heavy or whether it will be light. The second stage is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give to people their record of deeds until a person knows whether that deed comes to their right hand or whether it comes to their left hand. And the third is when Allah places the bridge over Jahannam. Those three stages, no one remembers anyone else. فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ وَلَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ And if and when the trumpet is blown, Allah Azza wa says, then there will be no family, there will be no kin or ties or relationships. No one will remember anyone else, nor will anyone inquire after another. You won't care about your family, you won't care about your wife or your children, the closest people to you in this dunya, you won't have any concern for. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَوْمَ إِذٍ شَأْنٌ يُغْنِيهِ On that day, the father will, you will run from your father and your mother. 
You run from your brother and your sister. You run from your children and your spouse. Because each person is only preoccupied with their own selves. Even the prophets of Allah, and they have that station that Allah afforded to them. That station that Allah gave to them and chose and selected them for, over and above all of his creation. The vast majority of them, as we know in that long hadith of Shafa'a, the vast majority of them on that day won't go before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to intercede on, the, on behalf of others. Because we know the Prophet told us وسلم, that the people will go to Adam and they will go to Nuh and they will go to Ibrahim and they will go to Musa and they will go to Isa والسلام, and ask each and every single one of those mighty messengers of Allah to intercede. But not a single one of them will do so. And each one of them will say that today my Lord is so angry. Never has he been this angry before. Never again will he be this angry. And it is only our Prophet وسلم, that will take up that mantle of intercession. From that beginning stage of Yawm Al-Qiyamah, if you were to read all the way to the very end, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command that the fire of hell is brought out, as is mentioned in the narration of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, clicked in Sahih Muslim, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, يُؤْتَى بِجَهَنَّمَ يَوْمَ إِذٍ لَهَا سَبْعُونَ أَلْفَ زِمَامٍ مَعَ كُلِّ زِمَامٍ سَبْعُونَ أَلْفَ مَلَكٍ يَجُرُّونَهَا On the day of judgment, Allah Azza wa will command that the fire of hell be brought forth. It will have 70,000 chains. On every chain will be 70,000 angels dragging it forth. That is the size, the sheer scale of just one thing on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And so when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in the Quran tells us to remember that day, to prepare for that day, to be ready for that day, it's something which should be extremely close to our hearts and minds. Each and every single day you wake up multiple times a day, that thought should be going through your head. What do I need to, to do today? What do I need to accomplish in order to prepare for that day of, of Yawm Al-Qiyamah? What do I need to do in terms of making tawbah, in terms of worshipping Allah, in terms of making sure that my wajibat are fulfilled, in terms of asking Allah's forgiveness, in terms of all of those things that I can do in order to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Because on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, the scales and the way that we measure things are not the same as the scales of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way that we look at things and the way that we measure people and the way that we judge one another is not necessarily the judge and the, the judgment and the scales that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be using. And that is why the Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu an, collected in the Sahihain al-Bukhari and Muslim, that a man will come on Yawm al-Qiyamah, all he did in this world was eat and drink, meaning he's extremely big, weighty, hefty, and he will be placed on the scale, but he won't even weigh the wing of a mosquito. Because Allah isn't measuring such things. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala isn't looking at those things that we're looking at. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking on Yawm Al-Qiyamah is your iman and the righteous deeds and the weight of that. So a person will come with a single good deed of La ilaha illallah and it will be heavier than all of their evil deeds. But other people will come with multiple good deeds but because of a sin that they have performed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will render it all null and void. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he protect us from the evil outcome. That Allah Azzawajal makes us from amongst those people who are firm upon his tawheed in this life and the next. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the blessings of iman and the reward of iman. And that Allah Azzawajal resurrects us in the company of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa That he showers his blessings upon us. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes easy for us that standing on that day. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Bismillah walhamdulillah. Salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. It is for this reason that the companions of the Prophet 
They were constantly aware, they were conscious of the fact that their life on this world is extremely short. It is limited and temporary. And sometimes the way that we are, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes us as humans in the Quran, and He says, Mankind is oppressive towards themselves and forgetful. We forget the purpose of our creation. We forget and take for granted how short our life is. We forget and take for granted that actually this isn't even the all and the end of everything, but it is only the beginning. And that there is another life that will come in which there are no second chances, in which there is no time to repent or to, rever- or to, to rewind or to go back. It is a life that is eternal. And what you attain in this life with the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is all that you will have to show on your qiyamah. The companions were aware of this. And that is why they would constantly remind themselves and others of this. It is said that Abu Darda radiallahu anhu used to say, that I am amazed at people who chase the dunya, even though death is always chasing them. And I'm amazed at people who forget death, even though death never forgets them. And I'm amazed at people who are pleased with their lot of this world, but they don't know whether that pleases Allah or not. And so the companions were aware of this. When Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is in the collection of Sahih al-Bukhari, in the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, when he first arrived in Medina, and he became extremely ill and feverish, and he thought that maybe his time was up. Aisha radiallahu anha says that I used to visit my father radiallahu anha Abu Bakr, and I would find him reciting verses of poetry. Every person wakes up with their family. They're happy, they're content. But no one knows perhaps death will come to them that day. It's closer to them than their shoelace. And that's why one of the things that helps a person to attain that level of remembrance and consciousness is to read the Quran and to read the Sunnah and to attend the masjid and to make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to surround yourself with people who remind you of Allah azza wa jal and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the next life. And everyone here is busy. And the way that our life is, it is so hectic that sometimes we only find this one opportunity a week to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way that we want. That's all that we find. But we have to work harder and try harder to find more opportunities. Because you don't have a guarantee that you're going to be able to reach and meet and see every single Jumu'ah. If someone like Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahullah ta'ala, despite being the Khalifa of the Muslims, could make time to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is the Khalifa of a whole empire, then what excuse do me and you have? They say that Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahullah ta'ala, he would make it a condition each and every single night that he would be gathered and surrounded by the scholars so that they would remind him of Allah and they would remind him of death and the hereafter. Every night. Because he understood the challenges of his situation, the challenges of his station. And he knew that one of the greatest ways of attaining Allah's mercy and his pleasure is to constantly be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and prepare for that standing on the day of judgment. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us the ability to prepare for that standing. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the ability to accumulate good deeds. That Allah azza wa jal forgives our sins and showers his mercy upon us and our families. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from amongst those people who on the day of judgment will be shaded with his shade. And that Allah azza wa jal grants us our record of deeds in our right hands. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes heavy our scale of good deeds and that Allah Azza wa Jal enters us into the highest levels of Jannah Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun Wassalamun Alam Ursaneen Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org